on this team. All right, let's get to our guest, Greg Bedard, Boston sports journal. He's an entrepreneur. He used to work in the media, newspapers, then he started his own site. Very smart. I've known Greg for years. Greg, how are you, man? Good. What's up, Jason? You know, I was just kind of bagging on McVeigh for getting upset with the media, saying, oh, they don't believe in us. Hey, we're, we're underdogs. Like, Greg, you know, you've known this league for a while. This, this Rams team does not have a lot of talent. They don't have any talent. And can the quarterback even throw the ball? Like, what's the status with his elbow? I mean, there, there are a lot of things wrong with the Rams. Look, they went for it. They pushed the, the chips into the middle of the table. Worked out for them. But now they're paying a, a pretty serious price. And you're, you're totally right. It's a complete and utter rebuild. And I, and I agree with you. I think they're closer to Caleb Williams than they are to a playoff berth, without question. And maybe that's the avenue that they should go. Mm. Just full tank. Yeah, I like it. Thank you for agreeing with me. I love people when they agree with me. makes me look good. All right, so now let's get to something I don't know if we're going to agree on. We'll start, even though you cover Boston and the Patriots, we're going to start with the Jets because you covered Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You know him well. Um, I got to say, Greg, he looks and sounds like a different human being. Maybe it was the ayahuasca. Maybe it was the darkness retreat. Maybe it was just a change of scenery from Green Bay to New York. But all these interviews... He's like t- being genial with the media. He's vibing with the young guys. Like, w- what do you think got into Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, I think overall, it's it, the biggest thing is change is good for people. That you know, you 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 change your scenery, change your teammates. You know, I think a lot of that stuff goes on. But with also with Aaron is as he's gotten later in his career. You know, look he. He likes to be uh, talked well of. He likes to be stroked. He likes, you know, and, and the, the Jets have rolled out the red carpet for him. I mean, it is the Aaron Rodgers show. And he, at this stage in his career, you know, he loves that stuff. I mean, I, I it, all the sound bites coming out in New York are great. Um, I, you know, I do wonder long term, you know, how well this works. Because if you look at guys like Tom Brady going to Tampa, Peyton Manning going to Denver, those guys, like, worked nonstop, pulled the whole team around, like everything, they made it their responsibility. That's not Aaron's MO. Mm. Aaron's MO is to be like, look, your job is coaching. Your job is being the GM. Like, I'm just here to play quarterback. Is that enough to bring up a whole organization? I'm not sure. Hmm. Interesting. Now, we did see Russell Wilson kind of struggle last year in a change of venue. Brady, I think, was 7-5 and five in Tampa before that bye week, mm-hmm. come to Jesus moment or whatever happened down there. Um what are expectations for you and the and, and Rodgers and the Jets? I know they have a tough schedule at the outset. They really kind of sort of need to beat Buffalo opening night before going to Dallas in week two. Yeah, they have a really tough start. And and look, when, when you bring in a new quarterback and a new offense, you have to know that there is going to be an adjustment period. And it usually takes about half a season, you know, even longer for Brady and the Bucs. I mean, for a while there, it looked like they were going to struggle to make the playoffs. But all of a sudden, things started to click. And we know what happens. It's can you survive the first eight to 12 games of the season with so much new stuff? Um, that's a big question with the Jets. I mean, how, you know, in New York and Tampa, you could deal with that stuff. <laughs> you know, how are the, how is the New York media and the fans going to react if, say, they start two and five? It's, the season's not over, but, you know, the circumstances in New York, it, it might feel that way. Yeah, especially with Salah on the hot seat, you know. Um tough division. One more team before we get to the Patriots. Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. The the range of outcomes, it feels, for Tua and McDaniel this year is like, boy, Tua might get hurt again. They're a 7-8 win team. Or if he's healthy, man, they looked good last year. The offense was humming. They add Jalen Ramsey, Vic Fangio. I mean, would you be stunned if Miami was in the Super Bowl, say, in February? 
No, not if two is healthy. And at least they have a better backup situation this year as opposed to last year with, you know, Teddy Bridgewater couldn't stay healthy. Then they had to go to Skylar Thompson. Um, I think the world of Vic Fangio, I, to me, that is one of the biggest uh, acquisitions of in the entire NFL. And then you give him Jalen Ramsey, who people are down on him, but a lot of it was the circumstances with the Rams. To me, he is still an elite top three cornerback in the league. And that, that, that defense was terrible last year. 24th in the league. They were not good. You bring in Fangio, you put Jalen Ramsey in there. You know, you have guys like Jalen Phillips who are about to take a big leap at edge pass rusher. Uh, I think that team, if they stay healthy, that team has a chance to be dynamite. Wow. All right, let's go to the worst team in the AFC East. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry, I had to. You guys have been on top forever, the New England Patriots. Um, I, I, listen, I don't know if you started it, but I know you're at the forefront of this because you know the team as well as anybody. But this Belichick hot seat stuff, I, 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 I understand there's some pressure. I'm sure Kraft is unhappy. But, Greg, I just find it really difficult that they would just fire Bill Belichick. Um, it just seems unfathomable to me. Maybe they kick him upstairs to a consultant role. I know he's chasing the the record of Sh- for Shula for wins. I don't know. Where are you on the Belichick stuff right now? So, um, you know, Bill was on the hot seat at the end of last season. I mean, you know, from the people that I talked to, the people around Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft was very upset at what happened last year, especially with what went down with the offensive coaching, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, which is a, a complete... Uh, just, you know, unforced error by Belichick to tank the season. And going into the meeting with Kraft after the season, Kraft needed to hear the right things about that changes were going to happen, Hmm. especially on the offensive side of the ball, or he was going to make things uncomfortable for Belichick. Belichick did fall on the sword. You know, he did admit that he he screwed things up on offense, and and he's getting another shot. Uh, You know, we'll see what he does with it. Do I think he would outright fire Bill Belichick? You know, no way. Robert Kraft is trying to get in the Hall of Fame. You don't want sort mm. of your your final act before that is you run off the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time. It, it, I think if this goes poorly this season and they have a very tough schedule, you know, they could be better but have the same record or worse this year. But if it goes poorly, I think you're more in a situation where Kraft maybe starts taking some responsibility responsibilities away from Belichick and how does Bill react to that? Mm. Does he just quit? I I don't see a firing ever happening here, but something else. Yeah, that could happen. I'm just curious. So if Kraft is getting on Belichick's case, Hey man, what happened with the quarterback and the offensive coordinator? You, you busted that up. I don't know how their relationship is, but would Belichick ever say to him, well, Hey, you made me get rid of Garoppolo many moons ago. Like, do you want to just call the shots? Like, I I, I can see Belichick being gruff and pushing back because if I remember your reporting was, you know, Brady went and was like, get Garoppolo out of here, and Kraft, you know, made him trade Garoppolo. Well, it was was more along the lines of Brady wanted security. He wanted that contract extension. He wanted to know that he was number one. It wasn't about Jimmy. Um, he would have taken a contract if a contract said that he was the franchise quarterback for the next five years through 2022, he would have been fine with that, but Bill wouldn't do it. So then, you know, Kraft basically figured out a way that Brady got his security by Garoppolo being gone. Now, yes, Bill could throw that in his face, but Kraft could just come back and say, well, why didn't you just go and get another guy? He could have drafted Lamar Jackson the next year Mm. and just continued on but in, but instead he threw a temper tantrum didn't do anything at quarterback to the point where Brady got out and they had to go to Cam Newton mm. so 
uh, Bill is just as uh, been as much of a problem in this whole transition as anybody. Wow. Uh, spicy stuff. So listen, I, you don't want to put too much stock in seven on seven stuff. But before the show today, I saw that Mac Jones's first pass, first pass at camp was intercepted. Ha ha ha, Mac Jones. I don't personally believe he's very good. I thought the, the rookie year was built on bad defenses that they faced. And it was solid, sure. But when he fa- when he stepped up in class against the good teams, he like didn't deliver, especially in that Buffalo playoff game. Um I don't know. Where are you on Mac Jones? Like, is this a prove it or prove it year for him, or could Belichick be thinking, you know what, Garoppolo's not long for Vegas? Maybe he comes back to New England. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, long term, everything's wide open. But this is a you know huge season for Mac Jones. I like Mac. I think he's very talented. You know, rookie year, he uh, he was very tightly stage managed by Josh McDaniels, which is the route that they wanted to go. They didn't want to put the rookie out there too much, and and you know, I thought he had a fine rookie season. Uh, you looked for them to build on that. But, of course, you know, Bill screwed the whole thing up and screwed up everyone's pres- uh, sort of ascension uh, in his second year. And so now they're starting with a fresh start. And, you know, can can they get back to where they were after his rookie season? I, I think Mac is fully capable. I think Billy O'Brien is capable. You just wonder, do they have enough horses at receiver, tackle situation, is extremely tenuous. They haven't done anything there. So you just wonder, is there enough uh, for them to get the job done in, in you know some of these higher-scoring games that they are bound to have, even in their own division? Uh, so you're talking about right tackle. I'm looking at the depth chart. I see if Jet is the backup. Is Rife the kid from uh, Minnesota? Riley Reef, yeah. he's Reef. He's been around. He's well-traveled. Um, a lot of people are surprised he's still in the league. You have, they signed a backup from Denver, Calvin Anderson. Connor McDermott is the Jet you're talking about, who uh, is basically a third tackle. And then basically all their hopes and prayers rest on Trent Brown being a good left tackle, which has not gone well for a lot of people outside of 2018, his first year with the Patriots. Mm. Other than that, he's never met expectations, even though he's extremely talented. Wow, that, that's a little disappointing. Uh, I guess I would wrap up with this. You know, you see the the Kansas City Chiefs ascending, and they seem to be doing the same model of coach and quarterback. And, you know, we have a good tight end in um, tra- Kelsey, who's like Gronk. And then every year the Patriots were kind of morphing. Hey, we're just going to pull this wide receiver in out of nowhere, and he's going to plug in our system and be great. And it seems like the Chiefs are doing the same thing. I'm sure you saw the Kadarius Tony needs sur- surgery. And, hey, next man up. And, and it feels like the, the Chiefs are going to be fine. I'm just curious. Do you think the Chiefs can do what the Patriots did and build like a 10, 15, maybe 19-year dynasty with Reed and Mahomes? Well, it depends how long Reed stays on and who's the next guy. I mean, the Patriots were lucky that, you know, Tom and Bill were sort of ascending at the same time and none of them were going anywhere and they could stay 20 years together. That's that's very that doesn't happen very often. Mm. And you just wonder how long Andy can keep doing this. But there's no question that, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's the, you know, the, the rising Tom Brady, who sort of makes everything OK for the team. And those guys are extremely rare. His competitiveness, uh, his drive is just like Brady. And so, you know, the sky's the limits for them as long as, you know, Andy, or at least if they have a, a guy who is ready to step into the role when Andy's done, uh, yeah, they, they can do a lot of great things. They could even, you know, tie or surpass the Patriots given time. Wow. So Reed uh, looks like he's 65 years old. Um, 
You, you don't think, what, five more years? I mean, I, I don't know Randy Reid at all. I've never interviewed him. Do you get the sense that he, he's sticking around for the long haul or maybe just a few more years? I think, I think he's like Belichick. I don't, I don't think these guys are going to ever step away. <laughs> I think they're going to coach to the very end. This is what they do. They are football machines. Um, it's all they know. And uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't see them stopping of their own volition. Yeah. All right. Greg Bedard, founder of the Boston Sports Journal, has uh, a Patriots podcast you must listen to, especially if you're a Jets fan like me. Greg, thanks and continued success, buddy. Thanks, bud. All right. Uh, Greg Bedard, good stuff. Alex, very, uh, very negative on the Patriots. I kind of love it. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, it's honest. I love a good, hard, honest take. And yeah. That it, it's good to hear every now yeah, and then. Yeah. Um, all right, coming up next, should Patrick Mahomes be upset? He's now the eighth highest paid, that can't be right, eighth highest paid quarterback in the NFL and, 